I'm continuing on the thought of wilderness. Um, tonight's message, if I gave you a title, it would be the wilderness, uh, the temptation of Jesus. The wilderness, the temptation of Jesus. And uh, just this past week, as I was doing my Bible reading, in the book of Ezekiel, I didn't know, but as I was going through Ezekiel, as I'm reading that, I found the word wilderness, and it was about four or five times in that one particular chapter, I believe it was around chapter 20. So I said, okay, Lord, I, I, I try to listen to the Lord when I see words, when I see things like that. God does things for reasons. He keeps bringing things uh, into our lives for a reason, and it's to teach us things. And so, I, uh, be honest with you, I tried about 20 different things to try to preach, and the Lord wouldn't let me do any of them. So, I told my wife tonight that this is either going to be the shortest sermon ever, or it's going to be the longest sermon ever. I don't know. I don't know which way it's going to go. I'm just being <laughs> whatever God wants, but I, I, I'm just going to try to share with you some things that I got from this passage uh, that was a help to me, that's an encouragement to me, and hopefully it will be the encouragement and help to you. In Matthew chapter number four, and I'm going to start in verse number one, the Bible says, then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and be in their hands, and they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And again the devil taketh him up in an exceeding high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence. Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. And we're going to look at this passage here, and we're going to see the temptation of Jesus Christ. And I want to relate this to us in our personal lives that we face as well in this Christian life. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. And we'll get started here tonight. Father, I thank you for the day. God, I thank you for uh, these great folks and their willingness to come out and vote with their feet on a Sunday night. God, I just pray, Lord, I have, Lord, there's nothing in Steve. There's nothing. I have nothing. But God, your word has everything. And may your Holy Spirit communicate. May your Holy Spirit bring out the thoughts. May your Holy Spirit bring out the help that whatever circumstance of life that we're going through, whatever we're facing, whatever the temptation that we're going through, God, may you help us. May you open up our eyes. May you help us to see that you're there, that you love us, that you care for us, and that you'll never forsake us. And so, God, I pray, would you bless your word as you will, and bless your folks in Jesus' name. Amen. 
as we look at this and we see the temptation takes place, and obviously it takes place in the wilderness. And by the way, get ready because you will be going into the wilderness and you will be tempted. There will be a time of temptation in your life. It is coming. Temptation, one of the things that I want to set clear, and you folks here are pretty educated in God's Word, but I do want to set it clear and I want to give God's Word. And, and here it is, temptation does not come from God. I got to clarify that temptation does not come from God. Let me give you scripture because I want to back that up because I don't this is not based upon Steve. This is based upon the word of God. In James chapter number 1 in verse number 13 through 15 it says, "Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil." Now get this, neither tempteth he any man. God doesn't tempt. God's not a God that comes around and He said, here's wrongdoing. Here, what are you going to do? God does not try to entice us to do wrong. That God will not do that. I promise you, based upon the Word of God, He will not do that. Because if He does that, then He's a sinner. And if He's a sinner, then we don't have a Savior. And we do have a Savior. We do have. There's more Scripture to back that up. Let me go over here to a few places. Hebrews chapter number 4. Verse number 15, it says, For we have a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are yet. Yet. I love the yet. Yet without sin. Jesus didn't commit sin. He was a sinless Lamb of God. And that's the, why, the reason that he could take away the sins of the world. But we also know in 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, and verse number 21, for he that knew no sin became sin that we might be made the righteous. Let me tell you something. He was not a, he's not a sinner. And he does not tempt people. He does not put temptation in your path. I will say this, and I'll get into this in just a moment. God will allow you to be tested, and there's a difference. A testing is a choice. And by the way, God gives us choices. We have choices every day that we make. And God will allow us choices and he will give us testing, but he will not tempt us with wrong. He will not tempt us to sin. He will not do that, I promise you. The Bible says, and we're going to look at what the devil does. You all know this, but this is the devil's tactics have not changed from the get-go. And we got to get a little bit smarter, and I'm saying we because I'm with you, but we got to get a little bit smarter with this whole thing and begin to understand where the attack is and what's going to take place. Because the devil's coming for you. Because you know what? If you, and you're a child of God in this room, the devil cannot take you to hell. You're safe, you're secure, you're under the blood of Jesus Christ, but he can sure ruin your testimony. And you know what? There's nothing more that he wants to do to take your testimony. It only takes one temptation, and that, there it is, it's gone. How many pastors lose the position of being the pastor because of one temptation that they gave in to? And I can tell you of a friend right now that I am uh, dealing with right now, and one temptation led him right back into jail. One temptation. And I'm telling you, we got to be careful. We need to be aware of the tactics of the devil. The Bible says in 1 John chapter number 2, and verses 15 through 17, it says, Love not the world. By the way, this world is not our home. We're just passing through. Amen? And uh, you know what? It's a bad thing. It's a thing that God tells us not. He says, don't love it. 
Don't love this world. He says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, and this is what God's, these are strong words, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, and these are the things that we're going to look at here tonight, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, that's the physical. We're going to look at that in just a few moments. But that's the lust of the flesh. And then we see the lust of the eyes. And if I can say it this way, and I'll do this, the psychological or the emotional. Let me tell you something. God can allow you to see something, and once you see that, all types of thoughts can come into your mind. When you see something, thoughts come in there. They trigger. They bring them in there. And I'm telling you, the devil, you're not careful. He can use the mind. And we're going to look at that in just a moment as well. And then thirdly, we look at the pride of life. And the pride of life, as we see that, that is, that is the spiritual part. That is the spiritual part. And we're going to j- jump through these in just a moment. The Bible says, finishing that up, is not of the Father. All these things is not of the Father. Get that but is of the world. Do you realize this world, the devil, and the flesh, that's our enemies. And we got a big fight. We got a big battle. The devil, this world, and the flesh. And I'm telling you, you get in this world and you begin to see it and you understand what I'm talking about. It's there. This is a quote. Now, I'm not a big quote guy normally looking up quotes, but I did. And I used this actually Friday night in Reformers Unanimous. But here's what Pastor Bob Jones Sr., this is what he said in this quote. He said, the devil did not tempt Adam and Eve to steal, to kill, or to commit adultery. He tempted them to live independent of God. Let me give that to you again because I know you heard it. I want you to comprehend it. The devil, he said, the devil did not tempt Adam and Eve to steal, to lie, to kill, to, uh, to commit adultery. He tempted them to live independent of God. And let me say here tonight, church, the devil will do the same thing to you. And that's what he's going to do. And he's going to start bringing these temptations in your path. And because what's he want? He wants you to act independent of God. That's what he wants. He doesn't want you to think about what's God's will for your life, what Jesus wants. He doesn't want you to think about any of those things. He wants to think about your flesh and what your flesh wants to do. As we look through this, and I'm going to go here into verse number 2, and we're going to start going the lust of the flesh. We're going to look at this in uh, Matthew chapter number 4, and verse number 2 there. It says, when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a hungered. Now, let me, let me say something. I don't know how many of you in here have fasted. Um, I think the longest that I ever fasted personally was seven days. And I thought I was going to die. I did. I mean, I am an eater. I just like to eat all the time. You know, frequent. Little Debbie's, Tasty Cakes, all of them. You know, they're all good, right? Um, but I, I like, but you know, I'm telling you, Seven days, and man, I was ready to eat the house. I'm telling you. I mean, popcorn looked good to me, and I don't like popcorn. I mean, I'm ready to eat popcorn. I mean, I'm pretty desperate. Um, but I want you to think about this. I want you to think about Jesus 40 days. 40 days. And let me tell you something. When you're at your weakest point is when the devil comes. 
when you're at your weakest point, when you're just like, you know, you're struggling to stand, and now here comes the devil. It's 40 days, and he's, he's coming after him. What does he want him to do? Here it is. He's wanting the devil, the lust of the flesh. He's wanting him to say, you do what your flesh wants to do. You know what? There's a, I'm going to try to say this right. Dr. Crabb had said this, and we use this body, soul, and spirit, right? Body, soul, and spirit. But it's supposed to be spirit, soul, and body. You with me? But here's what happens. When the flesh is controlling the soul, then that's controlling the spirit. The spirit is third. It's behind everything. What is number one? The flesh. What if, the, by the way, it can be reversed. It can be different order. The soul. What is the soul? It's the mind, will, that's your desires, and your emotions. So if your soul is controlling you, it's going to control your body. But guess what is still last? Your spirit. Well, the Bible says there in John, it says, if we're going to worship the Lord, we're going to worship him in spirit and in truth. So what is to be number one? It's not the flesh. The Bible says that in my flesh, and Apostle Paul said, this dwelleth no good thing. Nothing. Our flesh is nasty. Our flesh is deceitful. Our flesh is just not very good. But I want you to see this passage of Scripture that the devil, what he does is he comes after Jesus, and he comes after the flesh. And if Jesus, no, you ready? If Jesus did not die to his flesh and put his spirit in control and say, nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done, then guess what? We would all be doomed for the pits of hell. And if Jesus knew this importance, and he did, he knew this importance, then shouldn't we, by God's enablement, get our lives in order? And I'm talking spirit, soul, and body. The body should not be leading, it should be our spirit. By the way, that's why we're here tonight, amen? It's to strengthen our spirit so that our spirit controls us, not our flesh, not our soul, not our mind or will or emotions. And so we see that the devil comes after him, and he tempts him when he's, and by the way, he's trying to get him, you ready, to do something, and let me, let me see what I got here. I, I know I got written down here, physical, that these stones be made bread, and here it is. He was trying to get him to act independent of God. Because if he acted independent of God, then he got ahead of God. And he could not, he would become a sinner. Let me tell you, so the devil is a tricky. He's, he's a deceiver. He's, he knows what he's doing. Let me give you something else with this physical and give you a thought here. Esau, Esau, he gave up. Now listen, he gave up his spiritual birthright to his flesh. He gave up his spiritual birthright for his flesh. He comes home. He's a, now this don't make any sense to me. He comes home. He's a hunter. All right. He's a hunter. He's a mighty hunter. He, he goes out and he goes out one day. I mean, he, he doesn't see anything. And he says, I'm starving. And he says to Jacob, Jacob, man, I'm starving, man. And normally what brothers do to one another is they just knock them on the head and they take what they got. Right. And now what brothers do, just knock them on the head and they, here, here, here Jacob's in there, and he's, 
cooking a pot of stew and, you know, and he's, he's at it. And, and normally brothers just say, give me that, you knucklehead. And he takes, but you know what he's, here's what he does. Jacob, I'm starving, man. I'm dying. I'm famished. Jacob said, okay, I'll tell you what, let's make a deal. He says, hey, give me your birthright, and I'll give you the, the stew. I'll give you that. You know what? What was controlling Esau? His flesh. He gave up the spiritual. He gave up the birthright. It's supposed to have been Abraham, Isaac, and Esau. That's what it's supposed to be, but it's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let me tell you something. The flesh is powerful. And it'll get you to do things that you thought you would never, ever do. Going on in Scripture here, and I'm going to continue to read in verse number 4. Actually, let me read verse 3 and continue on. And when the tempter came to him, by the way, the devil as the tempter, he came, and I want you to see something here. This is not in my notes, but this is just something I want to give to you as we're gone. It says, if Thou be the Son of God. The devil will always cause doubt. The devil always causes doubt. You know why he wants you to doubt? Because if you doubt, you're probably going to disobey. Because you're not going to do what God says. And so he is questioning Jesus, if thou be the Son of God. Boy, he liked to you know, put it in there, try to tempt him there a little bit with it. But what did Jesus do? He said, but he answered and said, as written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So let's move on here. I want you to see the next thing. It says in verse number five, then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. And he saith to him, here it is again, if thou be the son of God, Cast thyself down, for is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And we see right here in this part of it, um, we begin to see what the devil's doing. And here's where he, he taketh them into that city, and he wants him to see the pinnacle. He wants him to see all these things. And what is he trying to do? He's trying to get in Jesus' head. He's trying to get into Jesus' head. And here's where he begins the psychological. He begins the mental, if I can say it that way. Uh, he, he will get in there. By the way, one of the first things and, uh, that I see personally when I'm in the jail, when a man first gets incarcerated, when he first gets incarcerated, he is, you know what he's doing? He's replaying everything he has done that led him to there. He's replaying his whole life. And here's the thing. As he's replaying that, they have a choice what they're going to do with that. They have a choice. They can learn from it and say, hey, I've done this, got the t-shirt, let's burn it, don't want it anymore. Or they can continue on their sin. But I'm telling you, I have found out that when a person is incarcerated, now you think about this. You think with this with me. How can you be incarcerated for 10 years and be in a 10 by 10 box and be mentally stable? I'm just being real. How can you be mentally stable and be in a 10 by 10 box or a cell? How can, you got to have a strong mind. You do. 
you got to have a strong mind. And let me tell you something, many of them do have a strong mind, and it's phenomenal what they can do. But here's what I found out, and this is what I am thankful that God lets my wife and I do. What I do and what we do is we take these Bible lessons in, and you know what? When they're locked down, they got a Bible lesson. You know what they've got? They've got God's Word. Now they've got something that they got something very powerful. Something's going to help their thinking. Something's going to bring out pure thoughts, lovely thoughts, just thoughts. You with me? That's what the purpose is. But let me tell you something. The devil, if he can get in your head, he can make you think things that are happening that are not happening. I, I'll give this illustration and I'll, I'll quickly, and I know I've done this before, but we were in Kentucky. And uh, Kentucky's coal mining country where we were at. And I'm telling you, we went into this house, and that house, Branson, I don't know if Branson remembers, I'm sure he remembers this, but that night, we said, boys, no shower tonight. You know, I've taken, they were like, woohoo, no shower tonight. You say, why? The water was black. When he turned the water on, it was, I mean, it was just, and I mean, it was, the house was horrible. I mean, it was horrible. Well, that night, my wife said to me, she said, um, um, what do you think uh, we just leave the bathroom light on tonight? You know, because it was kind of a, it was kind of strange. There was more mousetraps in the house that was in an Ace Hardware. And there was something wrong with that. And, uh, but anyway, um, I remember that night, um, I slept maybe 15 minutes, I think. Um, but anyway, I finally fell asleep and I woke up and the bathroom light was off. And I said, Honey, did you, and she was awake and she wasn't sleeping either. And I said, did you turn off the bathroom light? She said, no, I thought you did. Well, you know where my mind just went. Somebody just broke in this house. They're going to kill me and my whole family. Here are me, I'm in this house. I know nothing what's in there. I have, only thing I have is my cell phone and I've got the flashlight, you know, one little beam, you know, it's shining out there. And I was, to be honest with you, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be dead. I want you to see, that's where my mind went that quick. You say, your mind went there? Yes, it did. You want to know the rest of the story as Paul Harvey says, there was a storm that night and it knocked out the power. You tell me the power of our minds. I envisioned somebody coming there. They had a knife. They had already killed my boys. I mean, they were after my wife and I now. You know, I, I did. But I'm telling you, our minds are very powerful. And the devil, he knows what he's doing. And if he can get that psychological aspect, and here's what he wants us to do. Here's what he wants us to have. He wants us, you ready? He wants us to get ahead of God. Because remember he says to him, he says, cast yourself off. Let the angels, hey, get, hey, just let's see if God does what he says. You know, he quotes a little scripture, he twisted it up. But you know what he wants? He wants him to get ahead of God. And let, let me say this, many times, that's what the devil wants you and I to do. Get ahead of God. Oh, I've got to have a wife. I've got to have a husband. And so they push it and they push it and they go. And God says, whoa. And they say, no, and I'm going to go. And they don't stop. And then... They're miserable because they're married to someone whom they should not have been married to. Why? Because they got ahead of God. And that's what the devil was trying to do with Jesus. He was trying to get him to act independent, but he was trying to get him to get ahead of God. Hey, and do things in his own power. Do things in his own strength. Hey, get out of the box. Let's see what 
Jesus can do. That's what the devil's thoughts were there. But as we go on here, and it says in verse, uh, I'll read verse 7 here. And Jesus said unto him, it is written again, here it is, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. He gives him scripture right back. In verse number 8, and again, the devil taketh him into exceeding, look at this, exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. By the way, let me say this. This is still taking place today in 2021. You know what he's doing? You know what he's using? American Idol. Yeah. He's going after people saying, oh, look, look at all the prestige. Look at all the money you can have. Hey, just sing for me. Just give me what you got. Hey, God gave you that talent, but use it for me so that I can rub it in his face. That's what the devil wants. And by the way, that's still taking place today here in 2021. I guess American Idol still on. I don't have a clue. So you can tell me later. But we see what's taking place here. And he saith to him, all these things, now look at this, all these things I will give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Right here, thirdly, what he's coming after, he's wanting Jesus to serve him, serve his power, serve the possessions. And here's what he's saying. You don't have to bear the cross. All you got to do is just fall down and worship me. By the way, what you worship is what you obey. And what you worship is what you serve. And we need to be careful what we're serving. Make sure we're serving the true and the living God. Spiritual worship is that obedience and we're looking here, this is the spiritual aspect. This is the spiritual aspect that the devil is coming after him because you know what? If Jesus would have done this, if Jesus would have done this, heaven's not going to, couldn't be our home. Why? Because he got ahead of God. He acted independent and he did his own thing there. God, we're so thankful for a God that had to restrain and allow his father to control him, to help him through the circumstances of life. Then Jesus saith unto him, Satan, or Jesus saying, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. So here we see, we see God, we see Jesus, what he did. Jesus is using scripture. He's using scripture, and he, all those things that the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of the life that the devil's still using. He, Jesus, still used Scripture. I want to give you, an, and by the way, I am, I've got the wheels coming down of the plane. We are landing, so we're getting close here. So this may be a little shorter, maybe, all right? Don't get your hopes up. But, uh, but anyway, I want to give you some things that I began to find out and I've seen, and I hope it'll be a help and encouragement to you. First of all, I found some Scripture which is what we need to do. When the devil comes after you, you better have some scripture. And you know what? It's exciting to see the men that are coming up here and memorizing scripture. You know what God's doing? God's equipping them. By the way, God can equip you as well as you memorize it. No, you might not come up here in front of the group, but you can do the same thing in your home. God wants us to do that. Memorize God's word. Put it in our hearts. Give us 
the tools that we need when the devil comes. But the Bible says in Hebrews 2.18, for that he himself had suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. I looked up that word succor, uh, S-U-C-C-O-U-R, and here's what it means. He is an aid. He is a help. He is assistance. He's going to be there in your time of need. And all you got to do is just run to Jesus and he'll be there. He's going he's to help you in your time of trouble. And that's what the God's word does. It helps you when you're in the trouble. And by the way, the devil, if you notice, when Jesus started quoting scripture, it wasn't long the devil moved on. The Bible says, tells us, draw out of God, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. How do you get him to flee? Give him the scripture. He doesn't like it. Give him the gospel gun and let him have all the bullets. Amen? So here are some things that are going to help us when we face the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The Bible says in... Um, Psalm chapter number one, this is part of our Reformers Unanimous where we have to memorize. This is, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Counsel simply means advice. So God says you're going to be blessed when you don't walk in the advice of the ungodly. He's given us some instruction here. He's given us some help. So when the devil comes after you, you got something that you can give to him. Or maybe you can give it to the person, whoever is placing that temptation in your life that the devil is using. But it goes on to say, Walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, here it is, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Hey, it's got a good testimony. Hey, when you're living for God, you want a good testimony. You don't want to be hanging with people who don't have a good testimony. Why? Because that destroys your testimony. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to pull you down and destroy your testimony because if he destroys your testimony, then other people can't come to Jesus because they ain't going to want what they have. And then it goes on, lastly, nor setteth in the seat of the scornful. That's, the, that's those who criticize, who are critical. Boy, may God help us as his church not to fall in that critical, scornful area. It's very easy to do. It's easy to do when circumstances take place in life. And then it goes on, it gives us the answer, but his delights in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. There it is, the scripture. Now I love what the promises of the God's word does for us. It says, and he shall be planted like a tree by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That's the only place in God's word where it says the word prosper. What gets you to prosperity? It's God's word. It's God's Word. Here's something that goes right with this. I'm going to give you, those of you in here with uh, Reformers Unanimous, you'll, you'll pick up on this real quickly. But I'm going to give you three principles and keep moving here. Um, first of all, I'm going to give you a verse and then a principle. It says, My son, this is Proverbs 1.10, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. You know what that simply means? If someone entices you with sin, say, no! There's a song. Did you know that? It was a bus route song. Consent thou not. Consent thou not. My son of sinners entice thee. Consent thou not. Consent thou not. Consent thou not. My son of sinners entice thee. Consent thou not. No! 
Yeah, there you go. I just gave you a bus song. All right? You didn't know you were going to get that. But you know what? No is still no. Amen? May we get the, the gumption and the courage to stand up and just say, no, get gone. I won't say the rest I was going to say there, but uh, I was going to say, you dirty scallywagon scumbugger, but I did say that. All right. I'm joking, all right? But the, the principle is this. You ready? Those who do not love the Lord will not help you serve the Lord. Those who do not love the Lord will not help you serve the Lord. Let me tell you something. A lot of people can say they love. Oh, I love the Lord. Well, the Bible says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So there's a principle for you. Here's another one. I'll give you the scripture. And uh, it's 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, verses uh, 3 through 5. And... Um, it says this, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our uh, warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought, here it is, to the obedience of Christ. And I used to leave out this last verse, but someone showed me that this verse goes right with it, and it's the next verse. And having a readiness, I like this, to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Here's the principle that goes with that. It's principle number eight, and here's the principle. It is not possible to fight a fleshly temptation with fleshly weapons. Let me say that again because I want you to get it. It is impossible to fight a fleshly temptation with fleshly weapons. Um, by the way, we, we like things. We like to try to do things. Oh, I got the willpower. Uh, I've, got, I've got this and I've got that. No, you can't. You can't do it. You need God's word. And lastly, and lastly is this. The Bible says here in Romans chapter number 6, verses 12 and 13, it says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments, here it is, of righteousness unto God. The principle is this. We lose our freedom to choose when we give in to temptation. We lose the freedom to choose when we give in to our temptation. Therefore, our consequences are inevitable, incalculable, and up to God. Let me tell you something. When temptation comes, you have a choice. There's a decision. And by the way, you can do whatever you want with it. But once you make that choice, once you make that decision, I told you I had a friend... And that friend, he made one bad choice. It took him a period of three weeks, three weeks, three weeks without reading God's word, and he began to do things that he never thought he would ever do. Let me tell you something. The temptation of, of Jesus we see is real, but the temptation of Satan in our lives is real as well. And what are you going to do when Slewfoot comes at you? Because he's coming for you. 
You better have some of these principles. You better have some word. You better have some verses and word of God, something that you're able to combat him with and tell him, hey, get out of here and start quoting them scriptures. I'm telling you, he does not like the gospel gun. Let's let him have it this week. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the privilege. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.